It's game day. And this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic and Rangers take centre stage this weekend In a top of the table clash tomorrow But plenty to get through before then St Mirren and Dundee do battle in Paisley As they look to survive in the top flight Hibs may have the top six sewn up But Motherwell and St Johnston will do their bit Hearts and Aberdeen amongst those facing off as well I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Well Gordon's Strachan's had the right swipe at our game this week So now is the game's chance to answer back the former Scotland manager uh, We've got our very own game of snakes and ladders going on in the Premiership No team has taken more points on the road this season than Aberdeen But one they did lose was against Hearts at Tynecastle where they are today And if that happens again then Kilmarnock can overtake Aberdeen and go third top If they beat Hamilton Ackies and Steve Clark. Unbeaten against Hamilton Aki since becoming the Killy manager. So it's wheels within wheels. The sun's out. The games are great. Off we go. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I really can't wait, Gordon, for this weekend. I think there's always something after the international yeah. break that you can't wait to get back to domestic football. But when you look at the fixture list this week, you know we've got the bottom of the table clash between St Mirren and Dundee. That's a huge game for both sides. Then you look up the table. Hearts Aberdeen Aberdeen can go within Five points of Rangers With a win there And you wouldn't go against them With our away form this season And then it all finishes tomorrow With a big one Celtic v Rangers Great fixtures to look forward to uh, You know and I'm delighted that The international break Is away Out the way And we can concentrate And they run into the end of the season yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it as well Gordon you, you, Mark's absolutely right You know you, you have the international stuff It takes you Distracts away from the uh, the, the stuff that we The week to week stuff Especially so, when it's so rubbish it Yeah help. well There's that factor as well But we'll try to be positive Today Gordon And uh, you know When you look at St Mirren uh, Dundee Both mall clubs Going toe to toe The importance of that And then you go down The division as well You've got Falkirk And Patrick Fissel Away from yeah. home How important for them To start picking up points And there's so many Connotations today And then Hugh Keevens It's all set up very nicely Noon yep. The east end of oh, Glasgow yes. Tomorrow Yeah I mean Rarely Will you find a Celtic Rangers game that carries as much importance as this one. If Rangers lose to Celtic, they can forget it. Their season's over. The 13-point lead that Celtic would have means that they can afford to lose four of their last seven league games. That's simply not going to happen. So what impact does that have on Steven Gerrard and his plans? Will Rangers be able to finance Steven Gerrard once again in the summertime? However, and here comes the guy in a minority of one, if Rangers win the match tomorrow... I say it's not entirely over yet It would be a seven point gap With seven games to play And Rangers still having Celtic at Ibrox So it's a huge afternoon I think Neil Lennon is quite right To take as much pressure off his own shoulders as he can But when he says that his future does not depend On the outcome of this one game He's partially correct But when Celtic play Rangers Neil Lennon has to deliver or it doesn't look good on his record as he tries to go from interim to permanent manager. We'll preview that game in a bit more detail later on, but to just briefly before we focus on today's action, certainly a lot to look forward to tomorrow as well. I can't wait, and, and Hugh's right. I mean, hugely important for both managers. That's, that's the thing, it's both managers I think it's hugely important for. I still think Celtic you know, will have enough to win the title even if they lose it, mm. but I think... You know, if, if Celtic win and, and have a convincing win for Neil Lennon, then the fans are on side with him. If they lose, 
then Stephen Gerrard, you know, takes some kudos and, and two old firm wins. So, you know, thoroughly looking forward to it. And who who doesn't get excited for a game like that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it, Mark. You know, the possibilities, you know, with the, the, the managers at stake as well. But then you have to see who's going to turn up. Celtic haven't played particularly well, but getting results. Rangers are stop-start. Sometimes they're playing some brilliant football. Other times, but they have to really stand up, Rangers, because it's a bigger test, task at Parkhead. Anyway, lots to get through before we get to that though So let's start going around the grounds Huge games across the country None more so than along the road in Paisley St Mirren Dundee at the Simple Digital Arena Mark Guidi is looking after that one Yeah, it is, Gordon An absolute belter Bottom v second bottom St Mirren on 17 points Dundee on 18 And then above them it's Hamilton on 24 As this is a case of We're looking at the bottom two teams Come 38 games And it's a matter of Who goes straight down And who ends up in the playoff This is game number 31 so time is running out St Mirren of course on the back of that disappointing 1-0 defeat to St Johnson in midweek and the sinner that night was Simeon Jackson he has been left out of the starting lineup uh, this afternoon by Oren Kearney he has made changes I will give you the teams in a couple of minutes but an absolute belter here today and it's going to be almost a sellout crowd let's hear from both managers then Oren Kearney first up we both crave, I suppose, that three points that would put a little bit of distance between the two clubs and ideally try and claw back Hamilton into the mix as well. So um, it very much is similar for both and, and the key thing is we need to go and get a performance that gives us a chance of doing that. There's still a huge amount of football to be played but there's no underestimating the size of, of, of the game and the importance of the game and, and, and as you said, at the offset, the impact that a, that a positive result can have. As disappointing as, as Wednesday was and as hard done by as we, as we felt we were in relation to that we should have taken something from the game, um, Again, you've got to move on quickly because, particularly in this next week or so, you know, the games come thick and fast. Dundee boss Jim McIntyre up against Oren Kearney today. I've got a group of players that I think know the importance of the game. You know, and the head-to-heads are going to be very important. And obviously, we're going to have two with St Mirren, one being Saturday and one in the split, uh, and then obviously against Hamilton as well in the split. So, those games will be crucial. You know, taking points off each other. At this stage of the season, with only eight games left, it's going to be very important in terms of your aspirations to try and get that third-bottom spot. But I don't think it will decide anything. Uh, important as it is, it's still going to go to the wire for me. Simeon Jackson left out after that mm-hmm. penalty mm-hmm. during right the week. Too, yeah. You think yeah. so? Yeah, I go back to the great men. Yeah, <laughs> no, I go back I'm laughing. <laughs> he's, the, he's the top scorer. I go back to the great, well, with what, four or five? Yeah, uh, so but mm. I still makes to, him the most likely player to score in a relegation battle. I go back to the great men that I've met over the days and years. Uh, Sir Alec Ferguson used to call what he did midweek irresponsible, and it was irresponsible. He put himself first and his club second. He was trying to be the clever boy and score with the Panenka style penalty kick. His obligation early in a match, nil nil. His obligation was to get the laces through it. Get it into that net And give St Mirren Something to hold on to Quite right Leave him is, out Is Oren Kearney Putting his club setting though By leaving him out if, Like Gordon says He's the most Likely to score He was looked a live wire I, I, Listen Hugh I was on here on Thursday night And I said my piece In the penalty I thought it was A, a joke mm. But <clears throat> I probably still Wouldn't have dropped him the day If he's still The more likely striker To score So I, I want I may pan out fine For Oren Kearney But at that stage Where you are in the league And you need all the goals you can get You're surely wanting the guy 
Who's mm. the most likely to score for think, you on the park? I think the boy Nazon's coming into the team as well, Gordon. He's got a couple of goals, but it's, I think that's a key thing for St Mirren in general. The, the actual level of goals that they've not achieved is the worrying thing. And listen, that'll be the debate. You know, is he punishing him for this? I think come the end of play today, if they don't get the result, then the question marks then goes back onto the manager. If they get the result, it's a, a masterstroke by Orin Kearney. Orin knows that his jobs are possibly, possibly on the line of St Mirren go down. So. He's not going to take a chance with his own livelihood uh, and simply, to use the great Glasgow expression, cut his nose off despite his face. Simeon Jackson's got five goals in 31 games. Uh, he may be the top goal scorer. Shame on the rest of them if they're that bad. But I don't think that Kieran, Oren Kearney leaves him out uh, simply as an act of malice Alright, let's score around the grounds We'll get the team news from Mark Weary in just a second Fraser Wishart is at Kilmarnock Hamilton at Rugby Park I am, Gordon, looking forward to this one As Mark was saying, time running out We're at that stage of the season with a split coming soon But for, for both these teams there's plenty to play for And a big ahead, week ahead in general in the Premiership Before the split next weekend From a Kelly point of view Last night result wasn't a good one for Hibs Winning that game, they're right in contention now The High Bs for the top four place Three points behind Kilmarnock who in turn are a point behind Aberdeen. So a real battle for those European places and fourth might get a Europa League place. And of course, there's plenty to play for, as we said. Aki's deservedly won two weeks ago. I saw them beat Hearts and they've had a chance to put more distance between them with the game that Mark's watching Dundee against St Mirren who play each other in Paisley. Something he has to give there. Aki's a decent record in recent years, although Steve Clark hasn't lost it to Aki since he came. But it's 1-1 here last October and Brian Rice will be looking for something similar. I think he'll be happy with that type of result. I know he's delighted speaking to him earlier with the work rate and the organisation the attitude of his players. And that's the type of attitude and characteristics that get you out of trouble at the bottom of the table. Kelly, good performance last time out. Draw at Ibrox and they're right in the, the mix at the top of the table. They said they could go third today if they win and Aberdeen lose. Ex-striker for Aki's Eamon Brophy, a key player for Kelly. So important to him. Pull the hamstring early on at Ibrox and he misses out today as does Alan Power who signed a three year deal but he's injured and Jordan Jones for Kelly they go 4-3-3 formation Daniel Backman's in goals Stephen O'Donnell Kurt Broadfoot Stuart Finlay Greg Taylor at the back in midfield Yusuf Malumbu Gary Dicker and Aaron Tishbola with Conor McElhenney Chris Boyd and Rory McKenzie as the strikers Jimmy McDonald Alec Bruce Mikel Jolly, Callum Waters Liam Miller Adam Frizzell and Chris Burke are the substitutes no surprise that Brian Rice has picked the same team that beat Hearts 3-4-1-2 formation Gary Woods in goals Alec Gogic Matt Kilgannon and Ziggy Gordon at the back Aaron McGowan Darren McKinnon Scott Martin Lenny So in midfield with Tony Andrew behind the two strikers George Oakley and Mikael Miller subs for Hamilton Ryan Fulton Scott McMahon Delphin Chambi David McMillan Lewis Smith Stephen Boyd and Reagan Mimno and the referee today at Rugby Park is Andrew Dallas This wasn't an accident Fraser by the way Kilmarnock against Hamilton El Plastico you were the only man for the job it was never in doubt okay? it was never in doubt I've always, always got a friendly reception here and I'm speaking to my good friend Les Gray who's called me a dinosaur every time in the newspapers but uh, we, we got on fine I was speaking to him earlier on and we had a bit of a laugh so maybe he's right maybe I'm getting old Maybe I'm a dinosaur but, uh, but there you go Good stuff Hopefully a good game In store there this afternoon Nothing wrong with dinosaurs Well seen you're sticking up From on that front Let's continue going around For Park The battle for the top six Hibs are certainly In the driving seat It would take something remarkable But Motherwell and St Johnson Do battle at Fir Park Andrew McLean is there Yeah well there's that Big game at the bottom With St Mirren and Dundee Big game at the top tomorrow And this could Prove to be a big <coughs> Sorry game in the middle of the table, both these sides still clinging on to what really is a faint hope of finishing in the top six with Hibs winning last night. It is starting to look quite 
unlikely because of that and they'll need a big favour from Aberdeen today as well because if Hearts win at Tynecastle, it's pretty much game over for these two sides uh, uh, in terms of looking to finishing in that top half. Motherwell, they're in good form here actually, they've won their last four games at home, St Johnson not in great form though, they've only won one of their last ten games but that did come midweek against St Mirren. Motherwell, well they're unchanged from that defeat to Hibs they go with a 4-3-3. It's Mark Gillespie in goal, a back four of Liam Grimshaw, Tom Aldred, Charles Dunn and Richard Tate. The midfield three, Alan Campbell, Alex Rodriguez-Goran and David Turnbull with Jake Hasty and Bolly Aribi either side of Curtis Main. The subs, Ferguson, McHugh, Hartley, Cadden, Freer, Donnelly and Johnson. For St Johnson, they, they make two changes from that game against St Mirren during the week. Gordon and Callahan go out. Two former Rangers men coming in, actually. Sean Goss and Michael O'Halloran start. 4-3-3 for them as well. Xander Clark in goal. Back four, Richard Foster, Jason Kerr, Joe Shaughnessy and Scott Tanzer. It's Liam Craig, Murray Davidson and Sean Goss across the middle. Michael O'Halloran, Chris Kane and Matty Kennedy are the front three. The substitutes, Bell, Swanson, Comrie, Gordon, Callahan, Watt and Northcutt. The referee for this one here is Ewan Anderson. Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. My mind is to get a little bit refreshed. Obviously, we, we didn't get the result we wanted against Hibs. Um, we, we've looked at reasons behind that and maybe didn't play with quite the intensity that we we have done in recent weeks and the, the penetration that we have done in recent weeks. So we've worked on that all week and you know we'll get back to that on Saturday. Your last chance to win on Saturday in terms of the top six? Yeah, it's a, well, until it's mathematically impossible, you know, but obviously with the goal differences as well, you know, we need to win. You know, make no mistake, we're, we're going all out to win the game. Um, we'll put a side out that we, we feel is more than capable of that. And let's hear from St Johnson defender Richard Foster. If you look at the teams that, you know, we've got to face and the teams that are above us and it's an outside chance, certainly. But, we feel that more than likely we're going to need to win the next three games, which is it's a tall order, I think. But if we can get back to the way we were playing um, when we went on that good run earlier in the season, we feel we've got a chance. But it's, every game now is just a kind of must-win game to keep the hope alive. And, and we're going to Saturday now with a little bit of confidence back. Um, we've got that winning feeling back a bit, and it's nice, especially after such a long time. Um, and like I say, hopefully we can, we can get the three points started as well. Absolute cracker between Hearts and Aberdeen Dave Galloway is watching that one Thank you Gordon, good afternoon everyone Aberdeen will have to maintain their excellent away form If they are to eat into Rangers 8 point advantage in second place And keep ahead of Kilmarnock who are just one point behind Now to do that, they'll need to beat Hearts today But that's something they haven't managed here since May 2017 And the Jam Tarts of course also want to finish as high up the league as possible There's never a dull moment when these two teams go head to head And another fight the encounter is on the cards. I'll be keeping a close eye on the dugouts after the spat between the two bosses earlier this season. That just adds to the, the spice, doesn't it? Let me go through the teams then. Hearts firstly, uh, three changes for them. Connor Shocknessy, uh, Craig Whiten and Uke Ikpiezu are in. Out go Benjamin Garuccio, Callum Morrison and David Vanacek. So it's uh, Zdenek Zlamal in goals. Across the back, Jamie Brandon, John Souter, Christoph Berra and Connor Shocknessy. Midfield, Sean Clare, Arno Jume, Peter Haring and Jake Mulraney uh, with Craig Whiten and Uke Ikpiezu up front. The substitutes for Hearts this afternoon, Doyle, Bozanich, uh, Lee, McLean, Cochrane, Godinho and Kina. 
as for Aberdeen, a couple of changes for them. Andy Considine and Greg Stewart replace Mikey Devlin and Stevie Mates. Joe Lewis in goals across the back. Don Ball, Andy Considine, Scott McKenna and Max Lowe. Sitting midfielders Lewis Ferguson and Graham Shinney. Further forward, uh, Connor McLennan, Greg Stewart and now McGinn with Sam Cosgrove up top. Substitutes Cherney, Gleeson, Wilson, Halford, May, Devlin and Campbell and match referee for Hearts against Aberdeen, John Beaton. So much happens in Scottish football. I had almost forgotten about Derek McInnes yes. and Craig Levine's war of words. Yes, and, and why wouldn't Derek McInnes <laughs> want to continue Aberdeen's good run away from home? No side in the Premiership has won more points on the road this season than Aberdeen. If you're Motherwell and St Johnston, you're hoping that's the case because mm. I look at Hearts, Aberdeen today, Rangers away midweek, and then Hibs next weekend. There is a scenario which says Hearts get nil point from the next three games. Let's go back to Paisley. Mark Guidi should have teams now ahead of St Mirren Dundee. Yes, I do. Gordon, 3-4-3 three, three for the home team. And as we said, there is no Simeon Jackson. The midweek center has been left out of the starting lineup. So Oren Kearney goes 3-4-3. Three, three. Vaclav Hackley in goals at the back. It's a defense of Mihai Popescu, Jack Baird and Gary McKenzie in for his first start of the season. In midfield, it's Paul McGinn, Ryan Flynn, Brad Lyons and Matteo Muzik. And up top, it's Anders Dreyer, Duke Nazon and Danny Mullen on the bench for the Buddies at Stephen McGinn, Simeon Jackson, Cody Cook, Jordan Holmes, Cammy McPherson, Lorenzo Corbiu, and Anton Ferdinand. For the visitors, Jim McIntyre goes 4 4 2 at Senna Diang in goals. At the back, James Horsfield, Jensi Kasunga, Ryan McGowan, and Nathan Ralph. In midfield, Scott Wright, Martin Woods, Ethan Robson, and John O'Sullivan. And up top, it's Craig Curran and Andrew Nelson. On the bench for the Tayside team, it's Elliot Parrish, Darren O'Dee, Andrew Dales, Paul McGowan, Jesse Curran. Kenny Miller and Callum Moore and today's match referee in Paisley is Willie Collum Mark Greedy, those teams are symptomatic of what life is like at the bottom when things aren't going your well you rip the squad up in January you try and start again these two teams met of course in Paisley on the opening league game of the season out of the 22 players on show today three of them I was going to played. say four None for Dundee Not one single player Played wow. that day And St Mirren only have three Mark Weedy So it shows you <laughs> The lengths the clubs Have gone to since then To try and change the squad And stay in the division Yeah I mean that's a fantastic start uh, Quite incredible to be honest You know he looks at the, the turnaround As you say Gordon And the thing is You know they've made the changes That They've both changed their managers As well In a bid to try and stay up And you know The likelihood is that One of the two teams is going to go straight down and the other's probably going to be in the playoff. I think Hamilton have done enough uh, to be safe. Maybe one more victory will just clinch it for, for Hamilton. Aki's 1-1 out of eight games shouldn't be beyond them. But you're right, it's a shame, but I think that we're going to lose St Mirren or Dundee, and as I've said now all season, uh, in terms of going straight down, I think it'll be St Mirren. As you're up to speed with team news all around our big matches this afternoon, Harps Aberdeen, St Mirren, Dundee, Kilmarnock, Hamilton and Motherwell, St Johnston. We'll get all the guys involved in our first preview ahead of tomorrow's Celtic Rangers game. That's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds as well We already brought you team news from Kilmarnock Hamilton Motherwell St Johnston, Harps Aberdeen and St Mirren Dundee So let's get everyone involved and look ahead to the big one tomorrow Hugh Keevans, you and the guys will have your say 
I'm sure today and yes. tomorrow for many hours still to come. Let's check in with Mark Guidi. We've not really heard from you directly on this game tomorrow, Mark. Just sum up how big it is. Yeah, a, a massive game for both clubs, but you know it depends what we. You looked at it for Celtic, they can absolutely put the title to bed, even though it's 95% in the bag already. But a victory tomorrow would uh, see it over the line for sure. And for Rangers, it would just leave them absolutely dejected. We flip it round, and a victory for Rangers, I think, gives them a lift. And it just puts a, an element of doubt in the mind of, of the Celtic management, the Celtic dressing room, and the, and the Celtic supporters. Do I think Rangers can go there and win tomorrow? For me, no, there's no evidence to suggest in recent form. I know we're just in the back of a winter break, but there's nothing to suggest for me that Rangers can win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they come away with a battling draw. As much as Celtic have been winning, and credit to them for that, they've not been playing great football. Um, so, to be honest, I hate sitting in the fence, Gordon, but I fancy a score draw. If you force me to pick a winner, I would take Celtic. Fraser Wishart, your general thoughts ahead of tomorrow? I think uh, from Stephen Gerrard's point of view, then it's going to be interesting to see how he actually plays um, because they sat back the last time at Celtic Park, and although it was only 1 0 for Celtic, you know, Celtic could have won by, by a number of goals more, but then they pressed Celtic in, in the, the game at New Year and won the game deservedly. So, how does he play going away to Celtic Park? Usually, you would just sit in and you would try and hit the counter attack. A draw wouldn't be a bad result in, in normal circumstances away from home an old firm game but they kind of need to win it if they're going to have, have any chance and I, I agree with Mark I think it's maybe more than 95% Celtic win league but to give themselves any chance they have to win this and the, the, the old firm game after after the split uh, to, to give themselves a chance of winning the league so it'll be interesting to see how how he actually sets out I think his team probably picks itself but from Lennon's point of view no Rogic no Christie I think that's a real blow for him they've missed them for quite some time and you know, they've been key to Celtic's great performances uh, but he'll, he'll be telling his players win tomorrow for Celtic 13 points clear they could win the league by, by next week before the split if the results go for them so, so it's a really fascinating game and although they're not neck and neck in the championship as always with old firm games it throws up all these little side plots as well does Neil Lennon win a, need a win to get the job will it Steven Gerrard if Rangers lose and they lose the league by a number of points then people start comparing the, the difference last year to the difference this year so fascinating game really looking forward to it I, I'm with Mark I, just, I don't think Rangers have, have it in them to, to win I think Celtic will win the game but uh, it'll be a close and I'm looking forward to it Well I've been taken aback by the hostility shown by some Celtic supporters towards the idea of Neil Lennon being appointed full time manager I thought one caller in particular on last night's programme was disrespectful in the extreme towards Neil Lennon after all the man has won titles as a Celtic player uh, as a Celtic captain as a Celtic manager he deserves more respect than he's been shown it's all very well to say that you lost Brendan Rodgers and therefore you're you're in danger of swapping caviar for a fish supper but I, I don't see Neil Lennon in that light at all uh, the next two years after this one will be crazy in this city if Celtic are going for nine and arguably ten titles in a row and I think Neil Lennon could handle that however he has to start tomorrow because the performances given against Hearts a ten man Hearts for half a game and Dundee and Aberdeen in the league have been less than convincing they have been snatched in dramatic form by Odson Edward at uh, Tynecastle and at Dens Park but they have also signified struggle Celtic can't struggle at home tomorrow against Rangers in front of a 60,000 crowd, 800 of which were made up of Rangers supporters. They must win and win with conviction. However, 
Rangers will not go there and sit back because that would be for Steven Gerrard professional suicide he has to convince the Rangers supporters the gap is closing and he can't go there and sit back I expect him to take the game to Celtic I expect it to be a terrific two-way struggle and it wouldn't surprise me if Rangers won I think Neil Lennon has had unfair criticism over over his period in charge uh, you know he's, he's done everything asked of him and, and the only kind of slight against his name was that 0-0 against Aberdeen at home which is no disgrace whatsoever when you see the way Aberdeen perform Nitton wins last minute wins against Hearts again didn't play particularly well but still got the job done away at Easter Road still got the job done and when it didn't look likely he still had the, the fire to push his team forward to get that goal at Dundee as well now you've got to remember when Neil Lennon took over it's a big upheaval when Brendan Rodgers goes Chris Davies goes the, the fitness coach all goes and the squad's going this is a this is a totally different management team we are dealing with here I wonder what's going to happen so for Neil to get the players through that period of time and remember without Rogic without McGregor without Christie who were the main part really a Brendan Rodgers team this season were the main providers for all the attacking and flair that Celtic had without them he still got them victories and that draw two of those could be back tomorrow I expect McGregor to play and I'm just wondering if he would risk Rogic tomorrow 50 minutes 55 minutes start him in, instead of playing mm. Beaton I wonder having two of those back it might just be a different Celtic performance than we've seen in previous weeks. Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon then. My role here does not depend on Sunday, result-wise. It will depend on whether I can deliver the trophies, uh, I assume, and in particular the league title. Sunday's game, win, lose or draw, I'm not sure it's going to have a huge effect either way. As far as I'm aware, that's my remit here doesn't revolve around one game or two games. It revolves around what I do since coming in the door at the end of the season. Oh, it's always... Huge advantage, you know, being at home. I think our record over recent years has been pretty good as well, and our home record over the last couple of years domestically has been superb. We'll be all Celtic fans, so I'm quite pleased about that. I want Rangers to feel the noise, feel the power that we can generate in the stadium, not just from the team but the supporters as well. I think that's what being at home in the derby is all about: generate that atmosphere, and we feed off that. Mark Guidi, Neil Lennon's general sentiment there is that he thinks it is all about the silverware. He doesn't think the Rangers results will contribute to whether or not he gets the job full-time. Do you agree? Uh, no, I, I don't think you can afford to lose the, the, the two games against Rangers and still give yourself the best possible chance of doing it. Um, but I, I would imagine Celtic will go through some form of interview process at the end of the season, which Neil Lennon will be a part of. I think he's probably, at the moment, I would say 70% in the driving seat. But what I would say, Gordon, is tomorrow for the first time in an old firm game we'll have Neil Lennon as a Celtic manager and Stephen Gerrard as a Rangers manager. When the first old firm game comes around of next season, whether that be in August or September, I don't think the same two managers will be dug out. I think something will give with one of those guys during the summer. Uh, Fraser Wishart, we've had a tweet in from Pad who says the only reason people are against Lennon is because we were spoiled with Rodgers. There's never an unrealistic expectation within sections 
of the Celtic support. It really is dividing them at the moment, Fraser. It is, it is dividing them, and it's, it's surprising because uh, Neil Lennon is just revered by the, the Celtic supporters for his service as a player and as a manager. I mean, I think he's a better manager now than he was when, when he was uh, first in charge of Celtic. You know, we go back to his Hibs teams and the, the exciting football they played. You know, it was very much, much more open than he played when he, when he was at when he was at Celtic. I think when they were a big, strong, powerful team as much as anything. So he is a better manager, but. Uh, you know, you, you look at last year's table, there was 12 points between Celtic and Rangers in the end. And for both teams, things like that are very important. You know, if, if Neil Lennon was to, to win the title, say that four points, people would point out and say, ah, but it was eight when you took over. So it is important to him that they win the league. He's won tomorrow and win the league by 13, 14 points. He can say, well, I, I increased that gap. And for Steven Gerrard as well, people will always look at last season and the, the club was in, we've discussed it so many times, and it was, it was in turmoil on and off the field. But, but if, if they end up 15 points behind Celtic at the end of the season, people say, but, yeah, but it's 12 last year. So all these little subplots are, are, are there. I mean, I, I, I didn't think when Neil Lennon was appointed it was absolutely necessary, necessarily sorry, going to be for the longer term but but, but he's, he's in pole position and if he wins the league by 12-15 points and he wins the Scottish Cup it's very difficult not to get him to that point Alex these games are huge because yeah. it's, it's not all about the bigger picture sometimes you look at the, the contributing factors for instance Rangers fans will feel very very different depending on which of these two scenarios unfold. So they can they can finish second and lose the next two games to Celtic or they could finish second and get three points, four points, six points even. That That's two completely different scenarios yeah. in terms of how the Rangers fans would feel come the end of the season. So it's not enough to say, ah, well, we know we'll finish second anyway. Yeah, I think obviously second place would be the ideal for Rangers. For me, the, the league is more or less gone. I think the points tally at the moment is too much. Even if they, if they won tomorrow, Rangers, I still feel as if it's too much. I think when you look and reflect back, because we constantly make predictions in the here and now, but when you look forward to the end of the season, you reflect back and you go, this is a points tally. So there are subplots, I think, what Fraser spoke about. Going back to Hugh's point in terms of Neil Lennon uh, having to win in style tomorrow, I think Lenny would take a 1-0 and a poor performance because it's the importance of the actual win and it kind of cements the importance of winning an old firm game. Um, and then it goes back to, to Mark's with Mark's saying as well it's about mm. who actually shows up on the day uh, I, I agree as well in terms of a particular style because I think it's important when you look at what Celtic have actually produced for two and a half years it's been pretty free-flowing good so if Neil doesn't replicate that and he continues to scrape through I think that will become a fact at the end as well Gordon well, Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard We'd like to be the first team domestically to go there and take, take the three points um, I think our best performance can achieve that um, I think we have to take confidence from the last time that both teams went head to head, obviously it was a different environment. So this time we won't have uh, the power of Ibrox behind us. We won't have them cheering every uh, duel or every match up across the pitch. That was certainly a big help for us. But the players have got to have the mentality and the confidence that they can go there and do the same job. You know, our focus this week's being about us and, and what we can do. We we felt last time we were there, we maybe showed too much respect. Um, we stood off them too much, certainly in the first 45 minutes. So um, we'll have a game plan at the weekend that hopefully um, is a level up from the last time we went there. What do you mean by Lions then? There's not going to be any Lions there, is there? It's a, it's, it's, it's a football pitch. It's the same size as the one we played at Ibrox. It's 11 men v 11 men. I've never known a fan to win a football match. Uh, a set of fans can make noise and make the atmosphere very interesting for everyone that we can all enjoy. But um, it's not a Lions then. A lion's den is if you jump over a cage and you've got four lions chasing you and you're fearing for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> He'll need to make his mind up Stephen Gerrard First of all he speaks about The power of Ibrox And how the fans Helped get Rangers Over the line against Celtic On the 29th of December Now he says uh, What's a Lions then It was a very simple question Asked of him Because of the supporter imbalance There'll be 800 Rangers fans And 59,200 yeah. Celtic fans So it's only a cliche So it will be a bit of a lion's den And there will be lions there There'll be Bertie All, John Clark will be there Bobby Lennox will be there <laughs> Jim Craig will be there So there'll be four Lisbon lions there uh, But fans don't score goals He's quite right And fans can't keep them out at the other end So the whole thing comes down to This is Rangers season Condensed into 90 minutes If they don't win tomorrow The league's done And the Rangers supporters Can get the Ambry Solaire ready And book their holidays So that's the importance of it For Stephen Gerrard He's had two transfer windows This is very much His Rangers team No throwback to any previous manager He's had two transfer windows And he might need a very good third mm. one If Celtic win this title Because then The tension will have been Ratcheted up Mark Greedy, we're still getting used to this new ticket allocation. D- does home advantage count more now with the with the, the, the change in the numbers, or does it not make much difference as far as you're concerned? I, I don't think it makes a, a lot of difference, um, but it certainly doesn't do you any harm if, if, if you're the home team. It depends on the mentality of the visitors, and you know if, if you are the home team, so that's Celtic tomorrow. You get a start, you put Rangers in the back foot and all of a sudden you've got 58,000 behind you. Then that may become a problem for one or two who mentally might be weak um, in the in the Rangers team. But I think for Rangers, not tomorrow, for the bigger picture and when you sit down and analyse the contribution of the past 10 months of Steven Gerrard, I didn't expect to win the league. I think that would be far too big an ask of him. Uh, all things considered, the, the start that Celtic have got, financial power. However... If it is put to bed tomorrow, for sure, then I think that to be put to bed in March signals a bitterly disappointing season, considering the backing that he got uh, in January. Now, whether that's down to the manager, whether that's down to players letting them down, you know, he'll going to have to, to, to clear it out if the players are at fault. But one thing I would say, I think the board have backed him tremendously well over the two transfer windows. And for it all to be over, no cup finals, league finish with seven games to go, for me, that signals something that isn't acceptable. Fraser Bishop. Yeah, but I mean, there's all that analysis about, uh, about the Rangers team and Stephen Gerrard. They're taking it forward. We discussed this in the show a couple of weeks ago as, as well. I mean, I would certainly be much happier with the current squad than, than the squad that was there 12 months ago. But uh, of course, you'll come under, under pressure, Stephen Gerrard, if they don't win tomorrow and they'll lose the league by 12 or 15 points or more points than they did, they did last season. So it's, it's a critical, critical time. I agree with Mark. The board have backed Stephen Gerrard. Um, and there's not the massive turnaround required uh, in, in the summertime but they're also going to have to look across the city because Celtic will have a number of changes and they've got money and I think they'll go big and I think they'll sign a large number of players they might lose a few as well so as, as the pressure cranks up uh, when Celtic win 8 and it gets getting towards 9 and 10 and, and I can remember being around with the Rangers during that 9 in a row era as well and it is spoken about there's no doubt it is spoken about at both football clubs and, and neither club wants to be on the receiving end of it and their, their opponents to get to 10 so it's, it's a huge and a, and a critical time but uh, in terms of where Rangers are at now I think they have maybe underachieved when you look at their squad they've got good players and maybe just in, in, in some games they just haven't they've just lost daft points and I think the cups have been absolutely critical but in general I think the squad's stronger now and I'd rather the squad now as I said than, than the squad that was there this time last season 
Okay, let's park that one for the moment because we've got huge games all across the top division today. Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Motherwell, St. Johnson, Hearts, Aberdeen, and perhaps the biggest of them all, St. Mirren, Dundee. We are going back around the grounds next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Only 15 minutes will kick off in the big games between Motherwell St. Johnson, Kilmarnock Hamilton, St. Mirren Dundee and Hearts Aberdeen and of course I'm sure we'll mention tomorrow's game once or twice more before we get to 6 o'clock. Your chance to have your say will be here at 5 on the open line so get your thoughts in and you can keep us company all afternoon on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's go back around the grounds though. Um, Mark Guidi, I wonder if it's filling up in Paisley. I'm sure I saw somewhere in the region of 1,500 tickets sold in the Dundee end. And I'm sure the St Mirren fans are going to turn out to, to reward the size of this occasion. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, just a look to the right-hand side, the people that come to the simple digital arena are aware of it. Yeah, we expect Dundee to, to take every seat so that it will be bouncing behind there. And then certainly for the home fans already, Gordon, there is a healthy crowd and we've still got 14 minutes to go. Uh, until the game kicks off so look you know nobody needs to remind any of the players or the management or the supporters what's at stake uh, today particularly if Dundee win I'm not saying it guarantees them safety but we just give them such a lift and I think on the back of the circumstances of, of the defeat for St Mirren uh, on Wednesday night with the debacle the, 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 the Simeon Jackson penalty kick I think defeat today would absolutely deflate St Mirren and any energy or anything they had left in them to get them out of the, the predicament they're in I think it would be gone I mean they've only managed 10 home league goals this season St Mirren Mark Guidi it's the fewest in the league which is not a surprise because they are bottom after all uh, but sometimes days like this can they become extra tense when you're the home team I, I think they can uh, there's no doubt about that and you want to try and create a chance early doors you want to put Senny Diang under pressure see what he's about I mean I look at the front three today you know, the, the, the change of Formation. You've got Duck Nazon, you've got Anders Dreyer, you've got Danny Mullen. You know they're, they're certainly lively. They're certainly capable of causing the the, the Dundee uh, back four problems a lot. I do like the look of Nathan Ralph at left back. I think he's been terrific for Jim McIntyre and the central defensive partnership. You know you'll, you'll need to do a bit to get to get beyond them. The experience of, of Ryan McGowan and, and Jensi uh, Kasunga. So St Mirren will really have to do some today. That's why I fancy Dundee to nick it. I think there's just a a wee bit just a wee bit more streetwise maybe a wee bit more steel uh, about Dundee and I think they'll nick it 2-1 uh, OK let's keep going around the grounds then Dave Galloway is at Hearts against Aberdeen uh, Dave I suppose tomorrow's game does come into the equation for Aberdeen because if they're looking to do their bit today it would close the gap on Rangers to 5 and then if Rangers do lose at Celtic Park Derek McInnes and his side might just think it's game on again yeah, Aberdeen need to ask the question of Rangers first today, though, don't they, Gordon, by getting that victory. As we've mentioned, they do have a, a wonderful record away from home. Really looking forward to a fiercely competitive encounter here at Tynecastle. You, you know you know what you're going to get when Hearts and Aberdeen collide. Crunching challenges, always very, very competitive. Victory, vital for both teams as a fight for uh, European football heads into the home straight. So this is definitely not the place for the faint-hearted, I would think. And I wonder if Aberdeen will be Delighted to be on the road Dave Galloway I think they've not won at home In the league since 
December or something like that Funnily enough that was against Hearts um, On the flip side They've not lost any of their last nine on the road So they're, they're clearly far more comfortable away these days For whatever reason That's right it was December the 22nd Aberdeen beat Hearts uh, 2-0 In a, a very uh, feisty encounter Both managers having a, a bit of a spat in the in the days Which uh, followed that one And that as I've touched upon earlier That adds, sort of adds to the intrigue of, of this one Yet yeah, Aberdeen set up very well uh, to play away from them I think part of it is because teams come at them the home team comes at them it suits Aberdeen's style of play and of course the Aberdeen support away from home is always very big and, and, and very noisy that all comes into the equation as well As Dave Galloway says the two managers will be in focus today let's hear from them Craig Levine first well, We've had a chance to you know, to gather our thoughts and, and regroup and we've now got a, a massive game uh, against Aberdeen for a number of reasons. We're at home. There'll be a there'll be a big crowd. Aberdeen always bring you know fairly uh, large support with them, and I think it'll be a it'll be a smashing game. There are areas the the team that we, we could be stronger in, and hence the you know the need for improvement in the summer. This league's not easy, and everybody can lose matches, and there's a frustration element, of course. Tough game at Ten Castle. I think particular Hearts are a different animal normally when they are on the road. You know, it's a tight pitch. Um, they'll be we need to fight for every bit of space here to go and try and use it. Um, but we'll certainly have to compete. They've got some good players there at Hearts, and uh, we're well aware of the challenge. But equally, really looking forward to the game for loads of reasons. Just getting the players back, getting back to hopefully winning ways, getting some the few boys that we spoke about who have been injury concerns of late, getting them more up to speed and getting them into full training. And looking forward to trying to finish the campaign uh, on a positive note. Andrew McLean's watching things at Fir Park between Motherwell and St Johnson, and yet again, Andrew, it's it's the same as for Motherwell. They very rarely change the team these days, and it's all about those academy graduates. They've scored 14 goals in 2019. Twelve of them have come from Campbell, Hasty, and Turnbull. Yeah, I mean they've been brilliant, haven't they? Since really sort of January when. Uh, Stephen Robinson decided that he was, you know, he, re- he really did change the style of, of play that they um, that they play now. David Turnbull has come into the team and he, he looks absolutely fantastic. One of the most composed players you'll see in the middle of the park, and for such a young guy as well, he's absolutely fantastic. Alan Campbell gets himself about as well. He's obviously been in the team a bit longer, and Jake Hasty, who has uh, been another revelation since he he came into the side. These two teams as well, you know, it's a bit of deja vu really because they were battling it out for a sort of seventh place finish last season and, and on the surface you'd maybe think that they'd be a bit disappointed that they've maybe not made progress and the fact that you know that top six does look maybe a, a stretch too far for them this time round but you know that's just on the surface you, you look a bit deeper and you see that you know Motherwell especially with these young players coming through they, they really are developing and they've got a lot going for them and maybe that is something that they can look to sort of build on for the summer and they do have a lot more players sort of in the ranks that can that can step up and make a mark and, and good to see Chris Cadden on the bench as well today another academy product he's been out injured since uh, November so uh, may well get to see him today as well yeah, it just goes to show Hugh Keevens that, that the result is king I think that's the most important thing everyone acknowledges that but sometimes you can add those other ingredients that, that, that make fans feel a bit better about their club. You know, Mother might end up finishing seventh, maybe even eighth. Um, so, in the face of it, it's not exactly an entirely successful season, but the fans will still be feeling pretty good about the way they've finished the season, about all the young players coming through. We know what it means to fans to see homegrown players come through, play a bit more of an, an expansive, attractive style of play as well. Yeah, and they're not out of the hunt for Europe yet because, I repeat, Hearts are playing Aberdeen. Six, yeah. Yeah, the the top six. Hearts get Aberdeen today. Rangers away. 
uh, followed by the Edinburgh Derby. Uh, so they've got arguably the three hardest games of all. So Motherwell should keep believing in themselves, likewise St Johnston. Uh, for those two clubs, they are classic middle of the league teams. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that because the alternative, because you won't go much higher, the alternative is you're fighting for survival. So I would put Motherwell's season and St Johnson's season down in terms of their stature as a success. Surely that game today, that fixture out of all of them is one that you go and say to the players, just go play and relax. There's nothing to lose. There's no, yeah. no point in sitting in and hoping for a draw, even if you're St Johnson manager. Two clubs are at a certain stage of the season Just go and play and enjoy it Let's look at Kilmarnock Hamilton And hear from Aki's boss Brian Rice The only way you've got to stay out in front Is to keep picking up points Because there's there no doubt that our teams will pick up points Someplace along the line So we've got to keep picking up our own points It's no bottle I think it's emotions I call it emotions Control your emotions You know what you need to do It doesn't change You know it's, it's 11 v 11 Just go out there It can get a bit tense at times You know but You can use that to your advantage if you know exactly what you're doing on the training pitch and you've been coached into the way you want to play, then you can always fall back on that. It's something to fall back on. And that's why I think that the, the coaching has got to be good. The players have got to know what they're doing and understand at times, you know, they've got to be under pressure. What do we do when we're under pressure? Uh, Fraser Wishers watching that one. Big chance for the Ackies. Fraser, Kilmarnock's clearly a very difficult place to go, so it's a massive challenge. But if they could somehow leave there with three points, the, the type of gap that that's likely to open up Ahead of Dundee and St Mirren, you know, you would you would imagine it would take a catastrophic uh, event for them to go down. Yeah, and after this game, they've got Livingston away during the week, and then they've got St Mirren uh, away next Saturday as well. So that, that's their games before the split to Hamilton. And I think the frustration for Brian Rice must be just a bit inconsistency, and that's why your team's at the bottom of the table. They, they, they were great winning at Petordry, then they were three down in half an hour three or four days later against Motherwell and then at the game I saw a couple of weeks ago they beat Hearts 1-0 so I don't think he knows what he's going to get but I think they might quietly fancy their chances of getting something here today Aki's, I know Kilmarnock have been terrific but the way Steve Clark sets up quite happy to keep concede possession at times he, he then goes when the ball gets played into midfield he's usually got Dicker he's got power in the midfield they go and snap and then they hit on the counter-attack but power's not playing and the guys who've been key to that counter-attacking style of football Jones, Brophy and Burke None of them are playing today. Burke's on the bench, the other two are injured. So it'll be interesting to see how Kilmarnock set up with McElhenney, Boyd and Mackenzie up front, three different types of players. So Aggies might just fancy their chances, but uh, the inconsistency will kill them. You've no idea what you're going to get. If they play anywhere like they did in terms of attitude and aggression and work rate and closing down, as they did against Hearts, they have a chance here. And I think uh, Hampton might just get a point here at Kelly. The scene is set, the sun is out, the international break is officially over, and the three o'clock kickoffs are coming up next. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141-951-1025 What a day it has been Across the leagues in Scotland Let's run through some full-time scores In the Premiership It's Hearts 2 Aberdeen 1 Kilmarnock 5 Hamilton 0 Motherwell 3 St Johnston 0 And St Mirren 2 Dundee 1 In the Championship Alloa 1 Ross County 0 Dundee United 1 Queen of the South 2 Inverness 0 Falkirk 0 And Morton 0 Partick Thistle 3 In Scottish League 1 Brecon 0 Airdrie 3 Dumbarton 1 Stenhouse Muir 2 East Fife 1 Wraith Rovers 2 4 for 2 Are both 1 
Hammond Trows 3 Stranraer 1 League 2 Albion Rovers 0 Clyde 1 Berwick 0 Edinburgh City 2 Elgin 0 Annan 1 Peterhead 2 Cowdenbeath 1 And Queen's Park 0 Stirling Albion 0 The English Premier League Fulham 0 Man City 2 Brighton 0 Southampton 1 Burnley 2 Wolves 0 Crystal Palace 2 Huddersfield 0 Leicester City 2 Bournemouth 0 And Man United 2 Watford 1 0141 951 1025 Let's hear from you Right now Hugh Keevans Lots to discuss Steve Clark Third in the league With Kilmarnock Does this mean We're another day closer To Steve Clark Getting a bigger job Than Kilmarnock I mean no disrespect To the club But they know their place In our structure The job that he has done Is outstanding Third top of that league And if we go down Into the championship You now have a situation Where five points Separate the five Bottom clubs in the Championship From Morton Queen of the South Falkirk Partick Thistle Alloa Five points Separating Those five clubs So what a finish To the season down there That's Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Alex Ray are here And we want to hear from you Have you been at a game today What caught your eye Who was good Who was bad What about the referee What about the decisions Where does this leave your team Between now And the end of the season And of course It is your final chance To have your say Looking ahead To Celtic and Rangers tomorrow So don't miss it 0141 951 1025 Hugh is a Motherwell fan From Lanark And a happy one I would imagine After that today Hugh uh, certainly, I'm Gordon, how are you doing, panel all right? Yep, good, thanks uh, Just really a quick one, obviously Ecstatic at how we played today and how we performed Took our chances We could have had a, a few more actually Especially when Freer goes through one and one And Tate hits the bar um, The main reason why I phoned up is I can understand why St Johnston's in this position just now They were absolutely disgraceful today Their tactics Tommy Wright sent them out with Was just any time a model player was through Bring him down, bring him down And the referee helped him no end all Murray Davison done today was moan and that's all he done uh, but again an ecstatic well fan really really pleased at how we actually performed we just kept going and going and going um, and it was just to see obviously who was at the game for yourselves to see their point of view and the, the panel's point of view as well that, that's us obviously getting closer do I want a top 6 place? I don't really know what I want is down here to keep this, this one going I'll happily take it uh, Just to see how the guys felt Yeah Andrew McLean's gone To speak to, to Stephen Robinson So we can't speak to him directly Hugh Keevans I suppose the frustration for Hugh After that would be That it's The results elsewhere This weekend haven't favoured Motherwell Hibs and Hearts Have both won yeah. So Motherwell are now Five points Behind Hibs And Seven points behind Hearts Two to go So it's doable But, it, but it's unlikely, not ideal yeah. But unlikely uh, all I can say to my namesake Hugh Is that Mother will clearly have The right frame of mind As they approach the close to the season St Johnston I can't speak about bringing people down Because we weren't there Didn't see it But if that was their only tactic Hugh Didn't really work Since the, the Mother will score three times And we have your eyewitness account That, that they got off lightly at three uh, Hugh, Andrew McLean One thing he did say Was that yet again He felt David Turnbull Was running the midfield He then went on to score Is he just continuing To impress you And your fellow fans? Hello Hugh I know He's very faint actually <laughs> You hold on a wee second I'll just Turn up the speaker <laughs> Alright There we go Hello? Technical difficulties We've got Hugh I'm asking you about David Turnbull Hugh uh, I thought he actually had a quiet game today, being perfectly honest. Um, I think the midfield until really McHugh came on, 
I think we actually uh, performed a lot better because I think it was more assured than what Goran was. But Turnbull had a quiet game, scored a crying goal. I think it was good lead-up play to actually the goal, how we actually saw one-touch stuff, which is really great to see. Um, but again, it's just that I'm just loving how we're playing at the minute. It's always attacking for us at the minute. Uh, no less they really need to, but it's all um, good attacking football, good one-touch, and the young boys in the team really make it. Hugh, what about your goalie though? I mean, what, 14 minutes? 14 minutes saves a penalty as well. So it just shows you, you know, Motherwell players rightly get a lot of credit for going forward. But you've got Mark Gillespie in there who's not the number one goalkeeper, but he's come in and done a, mm. a decent job, saves a penalty at a crucial time as well. Oh, big time for us. Really, really big time for us. I thought Gillespie was really demanding, really demanding, obviously, over the last couple of weeks. I thought a couple of months since Carson's been out. Um, so it's really good to see him. Um, I've obviously phoned up the show when it happened to Trevor Carson that I didn't have any qualms about Mark Gillespie getting in goals and he plugged out standing again for us. Yeah, Alex, Ray, that the situation is relatively clear for Mother. The trail hubs by five points, so Mother need to win both their games. They need to beat Aberdeen yeah. and Rangers yes. and hope that Hibs don't pick up anything because the goal difference for Hibs is vastly superior. So Yes, it's not looking likely But they've given themselves a chance After a poor start to the season yep. Mo- Listening to the tone of Hugh and the phone that It sounds like most Muddle fans would take that At this this stage Yeah, absolutely I think uh, when you think back to maybe Eight or ten games ago, Gordon There was people maybe thinking That Stephen Robinson may well His job may be on the line He was fortunate enough That he managed to uh, bring in the young guys They've been absolutely brilliant When you look at some of the returns For goals, assists uh, you've got Cadden back in the mix as well And they may well just miss out But when you consider the last I don't know Third of the season It's been absolutely brilliant So they, they can look forward Because with the five games Getting into uh, You know the head to head When the split happens It gives them an opportunity To finish the season With a real high And then go into the Next season thing Right okay we can do something again Try and get into that top six St Mirren fans, I'm expecting to hear from you You must be getting back in the car by now You'll be absolutely delighted with what you witnessed Just how big a result is that in your bid To stay in the division Let us know, 0141 951 1025 We're going to look ahead to Celtic against Rangers as well But let's speak to Wayne Who's in Motherwell, or from Motherwell But he's a Hearts fan Happy with what you saw today Wayne? How you doing boys, Is alright? Yeah, good thanks Yeah, absolutely I just felt as though today we really needed the result to... Um, Solidify top six. I was getting a bit worried, especially with this Motherwell. Um, you know, mother half her family's all Motherwell daft, and you know, I was getting a, a lot of stick from the father-in-law, and I was I was kind of thinking to myself, we didn't really get the result today. Um, we had winning last night. Um, we with having Rangers and Hibs next um, was looking a bit tight for us. So I'm very glad that we got the result today. But I really think Craig Levine now should speak to the boys. And 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 look at the fact that I okay Hibs coming up a derby game you know but Scottish Cup really has I think for us now has to be a priority and um, we've got a real good chance to get to the final and um, we've got Inverness we had in the League Cup you know I know it was the beginning of the season but you know it's a it's, a, it's an opportunity uh, for ourselves to maybe go and push on for a bit of silverware push a bit of silver lining on the bit of the season that we've had with doing really well at the start getting injuries. Everybody thought, you know, Hearts were looking good. Um, and then we kind of fell away, which has been pretty dismal. So I just thought what you guys thought. Do you think Hearts should really now concentrate on that? Or do you think that there's still games they should push on for? Yeah, I think the game's about glory. 
I think if you think you can win the Scottish Cup, yeah, go for it. Big time. Uh, it would be the height of irony if the ace of hearts was to stop hearts getting to the final. So, uh, uh, Wayne, you know, John Robertson has done a terrific job at Inverness Cali Thistle. But whether it's on paper or on grass, hearts should beat Inverness Cali Thistle. And as I say, major trophies don't come around every year for clubs, they come around fairly frequently for Celtic and not for anybody else. So if there's a chance of glory Go for it Well, That said If you look at that league table now Between Hibs Who are in 6th place And Kilmarnock Who are 3rd There's only 6 points So surely Every single one of them Surely Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen And Kilmarnock Are all aiming for 3rd spot It's up for grabs Is it not? Yeah absolutely 100% Yeah no totally I mean The only problem with Hearts Is right now You don't really know What you're getting From Hearts If you look at their previous results And and Wayne was right to say At the start of the, the call there That he was worried you know, starting to look at the table and think you've got Motherwell and St Johnson coming up. Where they're going to make the top six? Well, today cemented that they will make the top six, obviously. But then you think, well, can they? They, sh- they should be able to to be in that bracket to make the 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 top three, and it'd be a fantastic achievement. You know, they had a great start to the season, but I think Wayne's right. When you've got Inverness in the semi-finals, you should, you know, you should take care of that. And it's a realistic possibility That they could end the season With some silverware For me they have to go for the cup You know For me it's a, a gimme I know you can't count your chickens You know you, You've got to give the respect to Inverness But With the players at their disposal You know You get all your players back fit For me I think Hearts should uh, At least get to the final And you never know on the day Ick Piezo Guys like that If you can get Naismith back uh, On the pitch as well could be a big difference and, and you know They're a threat of set plays You know You've got the two big centre halves That are giants mm-hmm. So uh, they've got players That can actually mm-hmm. win games And Wayne Now only two points Separating Hibs And Hearts Ahead of a an upcoming derby What's the natural order Going to be at the end of the season? Um, well Obviously I would love Hearts to You know Tap them at the end But I was looking at the goal difference And Hibs goal difference Is like I think what 14 goals to us Yeah And I just I, I don't and the thing that gets me is is that Suter and Berra have been solid at the back, but Craig Levine's playing like a three at the back, so it's kind of leaving the boys open, which I feel as though that that's where Craig's downfall is. It's like, ah, he wants to play attacking football, but he has to play with the players that he's got. Like he took off at Piazza today and then put on Bozanic. Now, I understand that to obviously bolster up the midfield, but we don't really have anybody in midfield. Like we lost Haran for a good, good spell. Mm. Um, through injury But In the midfield He's got Ollie Lee On the bench And I feel Ollie Lee's quite solid But he's more of attacking And That's the problem We don't have anybody Covering him Especially when he's playing Three at the back He's got better like, Out in the left Suit in the middle uh, And that's what I, I, I feel as though They're better as like, Two centre halves It should be like a back four Especially games Coming out the likes Of Aberdeen um, And the, the teams Round about That can really hit us In the attack Look at Motherwell's pace Look at Celtic Rangers as well It's is you have to know who your opponent is and who you're playing against and I feel as though today he says up three to the back yeah we got the result but it was worrying when we went 1-0 down after 15 minutes I just thought oh, here we go it's going to be like another 1-0, 2 now, and we're, we're just going to see us out like losing again especially going to Hamilton the, the, before the, um, break, the international yeah. break and going over there and he was playing three to the back again and they're fighting for their lives so I'm like going well we have to get top six Like we're looking where we should really be in this third place for Kamanaka. Um, that's what I, I, I think where Hearts should be But 
you know, the performances, especially how he sets out his team, sometimes is all wrong. And that's why I want him to concentrate and look at the games coming up, especially obviously Hibs, maybe get one over an old rival. I'd love that, but the, the silver bears are a priority for me. Yeah, Scottish Cup coming up, of course. Thank you to Wayne and Motherwell. I think he's really just happy because he's he's, he's shut the in-laws up. He just didn't want Motherwell to finish above them because that would be a nightmare in the house. Uh, Sean is on. Great result for Motherwell. Shame about the results elsewhere, but if you'd said that Christmas would be seventh, I'd have bitten your hand off. Great to see Cadden back change the game. What else have we got? And David Campbell pointing out, Hugh... Um, only fair that we 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 don't do Kilmarnock a disservice. It was Aberdeen who missed the opportunity today. Kilmarnock are six points behind Rangers, mm-hmm. so they're a whole lot closer to Rangers than Rangers are to Celtic. Of course, that can change tomorrow. Rangers have the chance to grow that, but you know it's, it's, it's worth mentioning that they've they're within touching distance of second. Yeah, within touching distance. It's, it's, well, if Rangers lose tomorrow, then uh, the picture looks a little bit more favourable for Kilmarnock. I just think taking it. One game in isolation The team starts without Eamon Brophy and Jordan Jones Arguably two of Kilmarnock's very best players And they have not only a 5-0 win But Taylor, McElhaney, Malumbu, Burke and Injoli All score five different goal scorers They leapfrog Aberdeen, they go third Very, very good Mm. day for Steve Clark. Billy Bowie and all associated with Kilmarnock Still expecting some St Mirren fans Come on, maybe you're still celebrating in the stadium But you should be leaving roundabout now Give us a call, how important was that today? Uh, and the managers are speaking roundabout now We're going to bring you all the main talking points from today Let's take our first call on tomorrow's game though Frank is in Springburn, hi Frank How are we doing guys? Good, thank you Yeah, yeah I've got two quick points to make uh, the, the first point's about the, the team I would take the risk and uh, put in Rogic. All the, basically, all the injured players that we've been missing. Uh, it doesn't look like it's if, if KT is going to miss it. It looks like he's going to miss the game. But, so I would go with Johnny Hayes at left back. But I would certainly risk playing Rogic and possibly in Sham. I would maybe even go with two up front, put Weir and up front with Edwards. Uh, that's my first point Right let's deal with that then Mark Wilson uh, Frank I don't think that'll happen With the two up front um, In terms of Rogic I do agree with you On that one If Rogic Is back in training And I heard I heard things that They, they played a bounce match Perhaps he, he, Yeah well the first one He didn't play in Certainly oh. if that's the game But I think that was also With a view to Just keep him training Just keep him training Okay well If he has been training And training Full training with the first team I would I would throw him in for at least 50, 55 minutes Because what it allows you to do Is play Brown and McGregor Behind him um, And I think Beaton's done fine When he's come in But I do think he slows things down I think with Callum McGregor back fit alongside Brown It just becomes quicker and more fluid And I think with Rogic ahead of him I think you could possibly get A, a portion of the game out of him In terms of left back I just wonder if Kieran Tierney You know, if he's even 70% fit would Neil Lennon throw him in in terms of up front? Just for the purposes of the conversation, let's assume he's not. He's not fit. Yeah. Callum McGregor got the nod the last time. There was so much debate about that. No. Is it Johnny Hayes? Is it Isagiri? Yeah. I would, listen, I would. Uh, I would have one of those two. Um, Johnny Hayes or Isagiri. I think McGregor's so important in that middle area. I think Celtic suffered from him not being in there at Ibrox in terms of composure on the ball and actually making things happen. Celtic could hardly get beyond the halfway line. I felt sorry for Mikey Johnson On that day at Ibrox And I think Callum McGregor Playing at left back Was a big part of that As well as he'd done there 
I still think they need him in the middle of the park Alex from a Rangers perspective yep. if, if history in the fixture is anything to go by Rangers would be happy to not see Tom Rogic in the starting eleven, wouldn't they? Yeah, without doubt, he's uh, he's been a thorn in their side. He's scored on a regular basis, and he he often causes problems uh, in that little pocket. And uh, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Lennon did take a gamble because he's been out for so long. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't be up to match speed. Regarding when Mark was talking about a bounce match, he still doesn't prepare you for that level of football. But he may well be worth a gamble, and it depends who else he's got at his disposal. You're talking about McGregor may well come back in. I mean, I know because players are all different types and so on. You, you can't compare every situation. But was Ryan Kent not out for a long time before the, the last game, and, and Rangers took the risk on him? He ended up being uh, one of, if not the yeah. best player. No, no, in the park. And, and I take your point on board, Gordon. Certain people who can come back. I was out for I think it was ten, eleven weeks and come back right in. To a double header So uh, uh, you know that, That's no set in stone Because someone's out mm-hmm. They won't play him And it just depends on Your specific needs If you have a guy That's been playing Regular for, for several weeks You may well just keep That continuity So it's really down to What Neil decides on the day And who can make The biggest impact Frank you want to come back in Yeah well my second point's about uh, Scott Brown I'd like Scott Brown To don his hard man image Tomorrow And get tore in uh, and well, even if he has to scrap his way by kicking, punching, and stamping on their players, mm, and see if he doesn't really get away sure with it. That is a suggestion, Frank. Well, yeah. well, well, see if he doesn't get away with it. If he doesn't get away with it, then Peter Lawwell can sue the SFA because a certain other player got away with it in the last game. He's talking about Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, uh, I think that's now, an unhelpful suggestion yeah, yeah, at best. A, an unhelpful comment altogether on the eve of the game. Uh, if I had suggested, or Mark or Alec, that uh, a Rangers player should kick, stamp and do whatever it was, punch uh, Scott Brown then I can imagine the reaction uh, for me that's an eve of the old firm game call that's someone who is so desperate for Celtic to do well and there's nothing at all wrong with that Celtic supporters should be desperate for Celtic to do well Rangers fans should be desperate for Rangers to do well but that Kind of provocative language is just not helpful Let's bring it back to actually talking about football if we can then On Scott Brown, he had probably his worst game against Rangers And he'll know that Ever, or or certainly one of them in the previous game Mm -hmm. How keen will he be to make amends? Put that right, yeah I mean, that'll be huge for him He's a player that's dominated the fixture for so long I mean, there's been so many Rangers-Celtic games Celtic-Rangers games That Scott Brown has been untouched Nobody laid a glove on him He he played at his own pace He dictated it And then going to Ibrox Well, Rangers got close to him He was was poor within himself But Rangers players got round him and made it It difficult It was Arfield on the day that actually went toe-to-toe with him And the other two took care of the other two So it'll be interesting to see And you're absolutely right, Mark It's important to see how they match up tomorrow Because for me, that will decide how this game's going to go How do you see it lining up tomorrow? We've just heard a suggestion from the Celtic end Rangers fans What are the team selection headaches that your team faces? Borna Barisic isn't fit So does Andy Haldy slot And who plays in midfield for Rangers? 01419511025 we're going to take more calls and start hearing from the managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line.
Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard We're doing a few things We're trying to look ahead to tomorrow's Celtic Rangers game Asking you your predictions Asking who you want to see play for your team tomorrow But we're also looking back on what was a fantastic day In the Scottish Premiership Motherwell winning, Kilmarnock winning, St Mirren winning, Hearts winning uh, It really does set us up nicely for the end of the season Colin Johnson, does the panel think it will be Boyata and Benkovic or Ayer? Is it as simple as to say if Benkovic is fit, he plays, and if he's not, Ayer plays? I don't that... think Benkovic is remotely near getting a game tomorrow. I think it will be. What, what makes you say that? Well, what I've read from Neil Lennon uh, and what he said about the player moving gingerly on his injured foot. No place for people moving gingerly on their feet. You're either 100% fit. Or just stay away It will be Boyata and Christopher Ayer I'd have to agree with you on that one I think defensively you've got to be Spot on 100% Yeah spot on Especially if you're playing against Morelos Morelos is going to give you a game if you're 100% fit So if you're Benkovic and you're struggling Moving gingerly like you says It's not worth the risk I, I think it will end up being Boyata uh, and Ayer um, But I, I don't see any problem with that I think Christopher Ayer's uh, a very good defender um, But it's all depending on What Morelos shows up You know And if they can get service to him To trouble those two Jeffrey's a Rangers fan on the line Who who needs to play for you tomorrow Jeffrey? Who are the main men You want to see involved from Rangers right. I would like to see two up front um, Defoe and Morelos Up front Who are you leaving um, out then? Well, that's a very good question I mean if we play I mean, I've been thinking about this all week. If we play... I know some of the players from the New Year game are out through injury and whatever. It's it's very difficult to... Because it's at Parkhead, and I don't think we've won at Parkhead for a while. But if we play to our potential, um, like the New Year game, I think we're in with a very good good chance. Um, but I would I would play two up front. Well, it spoils the whole dynamic. I mean, why would you? Why would you not go with Kent and Candias and Morelos? Yeah, the, the the problem you have with, with, with the caller saying there, Hugh, is is that Celtic will have three in the middle of the park. Now we're not sure how Celtic are going to line up, but the way they've always kind of shaped up would be Brown, McGregor, and Rogic, or someone of Rogic's type. And so your deepest line midfielder that the the caller saying would end up having to watch Rogic. And then one has to deal with the other two So you end up with Scott Brown or McGregor pulling the strings And you end up getting picked off and got overrun in the middle of the park yeah. So for me that probably wouldn't work uh, I understand you want to go and take the game to them But I'd be extremely surprised if Rangers played two up top tomorrow Hello Yep, on you go Jeffrey. Well sorry, the line had to the line Oh no, you're fine, on you go um, uh, There was another point I want to make But I still... I still maintain that if we can play to our potential like we did at the new year and see if we can get if we can get the ball to Morel, to Morelis at his feet, I think we're in with a good chance. Okay. Right, can I make another point now? Yep, go I, on then. I have been trying not to phone you through the week regarding the Scotland games. Um, I get very angry when I hear that players um, don't want to play in Plastic pitches. I can't understand why they, they they can't. I mean, if they don't, if if they can't play in plastic pitches, I mean, should they be playing football at all? Um, 
Well, there's a great irony here that Callum Patterson would not play in the first game against Kazakhstan because he does not like synthetic surfaces. So he played in the second one on grass in San Marino and injured himself, and he's now out of the Cardiff team as a result. So there's a great irony for you. Uh, it's just a fact of life, Jeffrey, that players look after their club careers now. Uh, the international career does not mean as much to them uh, as it did for players of generations before them. So, yeah, a lot of that is, though, I'm going to be honest, a lot of it is medical advice from, but, from but, but physios and I, doctors and surgeons. That's true, but at the yeah. same time, since then, Ryan Fraser. You know, it's come out in the wash that, that Ryan Fraser, you know, uh, it was pretty much his decision. Yeah, or it was a, a lot of it was down to his decision, cases, Callum Patterson. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm just answering the question that Jeffrey says why can't players play on artificial pitches? And I know myself, after having, I think, something like 16 knee operations, the surgeon said to me at the end. Is that how many knee operations you've had? I might have been, I might even be more than that, but they said to me. <laughs> No, ar- no, no artificial pitches yeah. Don't don't play in them If you're training on them No, Don't even do that So that's why I got yeah. to the tail end of my career They had to chuck it So that was the advice I was taking These guys have still got A years career and heavy, yeah. Years and years I was at the tail end So yeah. you can see why They then take advice from A surgeon 16 knee operations Wow yeah. I didn't know that uh, Michael Waring's on Twitter He just says What about Aloha? Quite simply yeah. Don't, we don't want to leave anyone out Fantastic result for Alawa And Jim Goodwin today Really keeping the pressure on At the bottom Partick Thistle doing their business Morton maybe getting dragged in Great win for Queen of the South At Tanadice Missed opportunity for them With Ross County um, I, never thought, I actually top. never thought We'd uh, begin as much scrutiny To the bottom of the championship Because of the size of the clubs That are there You know with Partick Thistle Yeah of course Partick you know, Thistle Falkirk. On our patch as well Let's hear from Oren Kearney what, We've been building up all week And rightly so It was a huge game A relegation six pointer Against Dundee The Saints have won it Here's what the manager had to say Courage they got Moments they got in games Have shooters in the past And you know We spoke about it Even as close as after uh, Wednesday night That when we missed the penalty and then conceded the goal so quickly, it rattled us. And, we, and as we said, I said it before the game, the team thought we didn't deal with the what ifs, and it took us 30 minutes, probably to half time, to refocus and go. And to get a huge what if after 24 seconds um, of the game is one thing, but I think the way the players responded and learned probably from Wednesday night to keep themselves in the game um, was the second thing. And it wasn't a case of having to score so quickly. It's nice to get the goal, what, 10 or 15 minutes in, um, but I think it's more than minutes of, before that when. We really settled ourselves and um, and stayed in the game. What can that do for you, confidence-wise? Um, only time will tell. And, and as you know, we, it was nice for the fans first and foremost today. I think to get the the joyous, I suppose, feeling that they got at the end of the game, which we which we didn't give them on on Wednesday night. And I think it was great for them. But for us, the change was pretty much the same, you know. And and I appreciate how it was built up, probably. Uh, from a media aspect of things because it's the first meeting of clubs around the bottom coming towards the end but I said it through the week before the game you know today I'm up to say a huge amount we're hoping that it's a springboard we're hoping that it'll give us that catalyst to kick on but it is just three points and there is no big high fives or back slapping the change room no big celebration or anything else because we haven't you know we've, we've got off the bottom of the table we've got three points but we've we know the work that lies ahead Ben's a St Mirren fan from Bishopton sum up how you're feeling today Ben I'm feeling absolutely great the change was absolutely brilliant. I'm going, to, I'm going to have a great Saturday night for once, so it's brilliant. <laughs> How good was it then? Just the, what was yeah, it? A yeah, sense of relief? It, it for? A, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a bit of a battle out there, but it was a nice day, and you know, sun was shining, and we managed to claw our way back after a terrible start. But 
I mean, it was it was a I mean, gamble today with the selection. You know, he had he had Gary McKenzie in defence, saying his first start of the season, and he had uh, uh, Duckers Nazon playing left, Danny Mullen starting up front. So it was a bit of a gamble, but it paid off for him. You know, Danny scored again against Dundee, and um, uh, and actually, you know, McKenzie played really well. So, so uh, yeah, kind of, I'm really happy for him because he's worked really hard after um, inheriting a real mess mm. from Alan Stubbs, and and, he, and you can see he's worked tirelessly and. Really tried to change the team, and the team is better now than it was before January. Um, so I, I'm just really happy for him. Um, I hope um, no matter what happens, he, he he stays because I think a manager with potential, and and uh, the last thing we need is another change. So I think hopefully, no matter what happens, I hope he hope he stays on. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Oren Kearney is right. We're not saying, of course, they're not safe. Nothing was going to be decided today, mm-hmm. but you know, you can only deal with what 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 you've got in the day, and the yeah. the reverse would have been. Really difficult to take for St Mirren They are now off the bottom They're two points above Dundee And because of Hamilton's result They're now within four points there as well Because let's not forget It's not all about avoiding bottom spot You want to avoid that playoff place as well It's now about challenges On a game by game basis From now until the end of the season And the next challenge for St Mirren Is Celtic At their own place But If Celtic Beat Rangers tomorrow They would go to Paisley on a high if Celtic don't beat Rangers tomorrow Then They will go to Paisley Desperate To to win the match So That's the challenge that faces Oren Kearney There's no point in looking beyond Celtic One game at a time now mm. I think that's a dis- Well Can you say a disappointing thing That you get a result like that And then you're looking to build in it Like Oren Kearney said there Use it as a springboard But you've got Celtic to come you know, and uh, although they got a a decent result in his first game, I think it may be slightly different uh, on Wednesday night. But uh, as no doubt about it, a fantastic result. It's just showed character coming back from one 0 the, the thing is, Mark, you take each game and it's individual merit. They'll be delighted that they're off the bottom. They're obviously got to contend with Celtic yeah. come the midweek, but then they've got Hamilton next weekend again, so that takes another one, significance. Yeah. Uh, ben, I'm just interested in the. Psychology of a fan When you're caught up In the sort of Relegation battle What type are you Are you Optimistic of safety Or do you still Fear the worst Um, I guess over the year I mean I've seen it all before Really up and down Relegation promotions So You know I'm I'm kind of Pretty easy going about it But yeah I mean We'll go right to the wire I think That'll be it I mean I'm, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of optimistic. Oh, you always have tried to have to be, but uh, after the split, anything could happen really. So we've got to play you know, Hamilton next week, big game again, and then Dundee Hamilton again. So it's it's all still to play for. But I think we showed today. I mean, if we lost today, everyone would have really been really flat for a while. So I think it just gives everyone that boost. Um, so so hopefully hopefully we, it gives us a bit of. Great stuff Thank you to Ben St Mirren fan From Bishopton You don't know What you're going to get With the Aki's Really up and down Since Brian Rice Came in Some great results Some really really poor ones An absolute hammering At Kilmarnock today Here's Brian Rice Who do you start with that? Good question uh, I just said to him My most important thing to him was If you never knew The two teams And you came in here today You would have went That team they are fighting For their lives And our team are just playing that team fighting our lives today was Kilmarnock. It was role reversal. We're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our livelihoods. We're fighting for everything. And you get that performance. Kilmarnock were everything we wanted to be. We were nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Second balls, crosses, anything. Uh, 
had a game plan to stay in the game. Five minutes gone, people don't do their job, we're one nothing down. We're lucky again at half time, one nothing. Said that to them. That's done and dusted, we're lucky. And then we're lucky it was only five. You know, the commander were, were really good. I've taken nothing away for Steve and his team, they were excellent. But by God, were we bad. You can, I'm sure you can maybe accept days when they don't play well, but you'll not accept lack of application and things like that, will you? Did you see that? Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I've seen as well. Mm-hmm. You know? People not putting their bodies in the line, people know why to stop crosses, people know why to throw, throw themselves in front of things. You know, it was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. We're all embarrassed. I've been in again 40, 40 odd year, but I'm embarrassed. You know, I don't know what to say to you. Had a wee conversation there, and somebody said, It's always been like that, Hamilton. Why should it always be like that? Why can you not change? Why do you accept it to be like that? Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have that. You know, we need to do something about it, we need to do something quick about it. I keep saying we're fighting for our lives. We are fighting for our lives. Hamilton were bad and Kilmarnock were good, according to Brian Rice. Let's get the thoughts of, of Craig, who's a Kilmarnock fan. Is that is that fair comment, Craig? Um, I'd probably say um, Hamilton just didn't look like they were going to offer anything today at all. Um, we were very good in how we went forward, how we played the game overall. Greg Taylor getting his first professional goal just at the start um, of the game for Kilmarnock. Um, it really set the tone for the day. Everybody was in a high. It was great weather. We just came back from the international break. Everybody was thinking we'd rested a few players. We weren't quite sure how it was going to go type thing. Obviously 5-0. Five different goal scorers as well. We're not relying on anybody individually. Um, the only bad point I would say from the whole game is I just I think Chris Boyd's finished. I just he, he can't run for the ball anymore. His touch looks a wee bit poor today. But overall, again, one bad point. Overall, I'd say it was the perfect performance. Granted, a tough game away at Hibson Wednesday. Craig's had his say on uh, Kilmarnock I thought that Brian Rice Delivered the perfect Damning Summary Of an absolutely disgusted Football manager And he has underlined to the players That their lackadaisical attitude Runs contrary to The demands on Hamilton Ackies at this time And the demands are to stay in the division Now they've got rid of Martin Canning on the basis that a fresh mindset was required and the manager for me is doing his bit but the players are letting him down and now they come to that point in the season where every game it's Russian roulette and the game with St Mirren next weekend is colossal. And from a Kilmarnock perspective you can understand why Craig is so pleased with what he saw. Absolutely and, and they continue to do that Gordon they've been ever so uh, impressive since Stevie Clark came in That's him up to third now We were talking during the programme When things were a wee bit More tighter And we were thinking Right okay Where can they go In the next coming games And we take it on Today's merit And you're looking at it And you're saying My word Third When you look at the clubs Running about it Hibs Hearts You think to yourself This you know This is a remarkable uh, Achievement Thank you to Craig In Johnson 01419511025 If you want to look back On today's games Or look ahead to tomorrow's games We've still got more managers to hear from, including the likes of Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. After they play.
You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on a great day in the Scottish Premiership drama everywhere and down in divisions as well. What a win for Partick Thistle and Alloa, amongst others. Uh, we're looking ahead to tomorrow, of course. So let's hear from the manager, starting with the home boss, Neil Lennon. It's just a brilliant opportunity and a great experience to be back involved with it again. I won't know until like you know you you smell it like the instincts sort of the old instincts sort of senses kick in. Feeling quite calm at the minute, you know, trying not to get too distracted by all the the noise and the hype that surrounds it. So just been concentrating on what we're doing on a day to day basis and obviously preparing for another big game. It's good to see some quality players coming back and it gives everyone a boost. But the players you have played particularly since I've come in, I've done brilliantly, you know, considering we've been down on the numbers, but obviously I'm not going to cry about it because we've got real strength and depth here. We obviously understand the, the gap where it stands uh, right now. Um, for us, is can we affect that? You know, obviously if Celtic were to win the game, it's no good for us. If we draw the game, it's not really helpful. Uh, the only result that really helps us, if you're talking about title races, is to go and take maximum points. Um, Celtic are obviously clear favourites where we where we sit right now, um, but this is probably our last opportunity to try and affect it or make it more interesting than it is sitting here right now. Brian's a Celtic fan on the line. How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow, Brian? I'm pretty confident. Pretty confident. Um, I'm not normally one for sour games, but I think the last game. I think the uh, rumours after the game was number of Celtic players are sort of under them to say a bug. As I see, I'm not normally a silver game type guy, but I think we're going to wipe the floor in the at least 3 0. And I think we're right up for it. I've never seen Brown play so bad, and other players play so bad as well. This will bug I mean, you, Keevens. I hadn't heard of this one in a while. It's so easy. Ah, well, listen. <laughs> I think we'll just file that under. It's the night before the old firm game, and people are tense. You know, a bug, please, leave me alone. Uh, Celtic just didn't play well And lost the match It was the first out of 13 matches Against the Rangers That they had lost Since uh, Brendan Rodgers became manager uh, So It's all about attitude tomorrow Brendan uh, Martin I'll get him right yet Neil Lennon uh, Martin? You're going back a bit <laughs> Neil Lennon In his heart of hearts knows That he is obliged to win and win with an element of style tomorrow. He's got to keep up the case for being the Celtic manager on a full-time basis. Steven Gerrard, by his own admission, knows that nothing other than three points is of any use to Rangers. So I would expect, under those circumstances, both sides to go for it in the old-fashioned way, and therefore there'll be goals in this. Brian, what type of team lineup do you want to see from your team? I'm sorry, I couldn't, couldn't hear quite a bit you were saying there. I don't know if I've got had Alexa turned down and the phone and basically couldn't hear you. So what was the question again? Sorry. What type of lineup do you want to see from Celtic? Tell me attacking lineup. Going for that. I want to see like I'd go four four two, but I don't know what two's going to play up front. I just I just go for that. I think it's got to be. I don't want to sit in a tie and get a draw and just obviously still keep the points cap difference. But well, I want Celtic, to go for it. I think we're a far superior team to Rangers. Celtic at home Why on earth Would they settle for a draw You know Neil Lennon is obliged At home To go For the jugular uh, And uh, By the same token Rangers are Still Aware of The fact that When they get in Celtic's faces On the 29th of December Celtic couldn't handle it On the day So that's why I think It could be an epic encounter With plenty of goals 
uh, and both managers, both sets of supporters and both sets of players badly want this and I mean badly I don't think it'll be a 4-4-2 tomorrow Hugh I think it'll be the usual 4-2-3-1 I think Brown I'm hearing the grapevine that Sham may well be fit as well right okay yeah McGregor may well come into the reckoning and uh so, you know, I think I think uh, to the caller's point, it won't be a 4 4 2. What's your grapevine telling you about Kieran Tierney's fitness? I'm led to believe he's playing. So, um, right, okay. I'd be interested. I mean, you could uh, be completely wrong. You got no, any no, other listen, big shouts I've, for I've us? Had, uh, no, that's no, it's, uh, it. I'm led to believe Tierney's coming back in, and uh, and Sham and McGregor's also going to play. Oh, yeah. What about the rest of the team? Uh, I'll, I'll suggest that uh, Forrest will start on the right, fast Eddie up front, fast and. Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Who's on that left? I think it's Johnny Hayes No chance Well We'll wait and see Is he winding you up Mark Wilson? <laughs> he must be winding me up <laughs> Nothing against Johnny Hayes But just He's not played there You know for a, a wee while now For Celtic And a attacking sense He's always filled in at left back Or left wing back Be hugely surprised if that's the case Hugh, we'll, never, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow If he's pulling her leg Will you find out uh, Would you be surprised If Johnny Hayes played In that area of the um, field For Celtic tomorrow? No I'd be stunned oh. uh, So <laughs> That was like the, the old Simon uh, Cowell there Wasn't it? I didn't <laughs> like it I loved it <laughs> <laughs> On you go Neil, His choice the, is halfway up his chest as well Part of the, the, the job That Neil Lennon has on here Is to prove that he can beat Rangers Point number one Beat them with style Point number two and point number three, pick the right team to begin with. No disrespect to Johnny Hayes, but if he started the match in the left or on the left wing, it would be quite a stunning move by Neil yeah. Lennon, a major gamble, and it would have to come off for the manager, or else questions would be asked. Yeah, yeah. look, let's take it right back by Atta, Ayer, and Tierney, uh, just to make up the team. <sighs> Where else he's, 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 he's sticking his he's sticking confident. his neck on the line. He's sticking his neck out. Oh, I, I just wonder. I just wonder that left wing position if he's correct that because that's that's a huge shout. That's what I said to you earlier on in the show. You know who would they play at right back? Because for me, Kent's one of the ones if I, he's fit. I think they'll play Lustig at right back tomorrow. Celtic. Um, I think Neil likes him in the big games. Are you as confident then of predicting the Rangers team, Alex Ray? No. <laughs> Give Not it a, a bash. Well, listen. I think. Uh, I think it'll probably be uh, Tavernier, Warro, Golson, and I think it'll probably be Andy Halliday because uh, Barisic is out. Um, this go- is where it gets tricky. Yeah, yeah. I've been in Portugal all week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Jack, Arfield, and Davis, Candias, Morelos, and. Uh, Kent on the left I think it'll be kind of Nobody far off the mark That I would imagine Interesting Let's quickly hear from A few more managers Stephen Robinson Probably Top six out of reach mm. Still an outside chance Here's what he had to say After a good win today I thought first half We had control of the game But um, very much played In front of them um, Pass square Pass backwards um, Made a couple of mistakes On the ball But when you, you're playing A passing game You are you got you are going to make mistakes And the young boys Have to be encouraged To do that um, We've done that at half time What we try to do Is get a little bit more Runners beyond the ball Get people running Into the 18 yard box And beyond Curtis Main And I thought second half Especially when the three subs Come on You know I, I thought Elliot Freer Chris Cadden Give us that penetration And, and Carl Give us that little bit more Composure in the middle of the pitch And I thought we thoroughly Deserved to win the game uh, That double substitution Really seemed to kick The team into life Yeah we You know we, I didn't think we started The second half brightly enough 
You know, um, St Johnson are a difficult team to play against. They're a big threat from set plays. But, um, you know, when you've got that pace and energy out wide that we were able to bring on, then obviously it changed the game for us. So uh, a very, very good result. Your last was no stranger to penalties, but how big was that one? It was massive because it wasn't a penalty. Um, so it would have been would have been very hard done by their boy kicks Harlad and falls over. Um, I don't think he tried to con anybody by any stretch of the imagination. I just think it was it just wasn't a penalty. So um, Mark Gillespie, who's been fantastic since he came in, you know we win three 0 but people forget that actually probably changed the game. It gives a crowd a lift. It was probably like a goal ourselves, you know, and then we we started to take the game to them. But um, you know, there has been acknowledgement for everybody all over the pitch for some very, very good performances. And for every happy manager, there's an unhappy one in Tommy Wright. I didn't think there was much in the first half, but obviously we get the penalty. You know, probably the last penalty Liam will ever take. He's missed a few recently, but um, we should go one 0 up. Uh, not a lot in it. I think I thought Motherwell probably started the game better than us. Second half, we're in total control. They're looking on a breakaway. Keane's got a great chance, you know, with a few uh, skirmishes, but um, you know, Keane's chance is a great chance. But what happened after down one 0 you know, it's totally unacceptable. Um, there was no response. Um, nobody stand up, and there's still plenty of time left in the game. And um, you know, that's the most disappointing thing. Any defeat's disappointing, but the reaction to going a goal down, and um, it's been um, obviously a tough run. And that last 20 minutes probably epitomised it. Your top six hopes were still alive, so that would have been even more disappointing to you. Yeah, but I mean, maybe I was only one in the dressing room that believed it. Uh, Hugh Keevans, we are running out of time very quickly, so set the scene ahead of tomorrow, please. The scene is this, that if Celtic win the league is finished, they have a 13-point advantage, they could lose four of their seven remaining games and still win the title. Celtic win tomorrow, eight in a row. If Celtic lose to Rangers tomorrow, the gap is seven, with Celtic still having to go to Ibrox. I say that that means it is not done and dusted, and Celtic will still have work to do. Steven Gerrard needs the win. He needs to show the gap is closing. He needs to have the confidence that the board will back him again in the summer mm. and he can go again against Celtic. Well, we don't have long to wait. One sleep, as they say. And don't forget, you changed that Nokia. The clocks go forward tonight, so don't you turn up late tomorrow because we are on air 11.45am, building up to the big one. We would love it if you would join us. It's been a fantastic day across the Premiership already. Thank you, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray. Thank you to the top team all around the grounds and most importantly to you for all your calls and tweets. We are back tomorrow at 11.45 and the GBX is up next to keep you company.